welcome everyone to episode 41 of Kowalski Analysis. Today on the show, it's going to be a little bit different, but we have a guy on named Trip Advice. In addition to being a podcast host, Trip has owned a dating advice company for shy men looking for relationships since 2011. After years of being unsuccessful with the opposite sex, Trip went on a personal journey to develop the art of presenting his most attractive and confident self to women. Since then, he has grown his YouTube channel to over 900,000 subscribers and received over 100 million views on his videos. He has been featured in the New York Times, National Geographic, and the FYI Network. And tonight, he will be my guest on Kowalski Analysis. So stay tuned. But before we dive into it, I want to shout out my sponsor, and that is Micah Hughes. Micah has been helping people achieve financial peace through real estate investing for several years. He's been a longtime friend of mine. He helps people buy and sell real estate. And he also helps people invest in real estate. So again, if you wanna earn passive income, Micah is your guy. Buy, sell, invest. Micah will come alongside of you and walk with you through the, through the entire process. You can reach out to him at 443-532-8450, or you can email him and I'll put his link in the show notes. Again, just let him know I sent you it, and Michael will take good care of you. With no further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to Kowalski Analysis Trip Advice. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. My pleasure. This is going to be a fun interview. Like you said, when I came on your podcast, this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be fun because... Uh, you know, number one, there's a lot of guys out there that I, you know, that are connected to me that, that follow me that um, they don't have a lot of success with women and their confidence may be lacking. I know there's women out there that are probably just going to be fascinated by this conversation that's about to take place as well. So I think it's going to be cool. Who listens to your podcast mainly? Like, what's your demographic? I would say primarily single women. Oh, it's women that's your demographic. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're, I think that they're going to get a real kick out of this, though. So for you already heard me introduce uh, Trip and who he is, but he is, you know, you're a popular guy. I looked at your YouTube videos, have millions of views on, on multiple videos. So a lot of people uh, listen to your advice and follow you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a, a wild ride. Um, I've been I've been doing this for 10 years now, and I always hoped it would get to this point let's put it that let's put it that way i've always wanted to uh, create a, a business and a channel and even a podcast that would get out to as many people as possible and it took a lot of work but we got there and i know that you and i promote very different things but I, I do hope that I'm changing lives and that's, that's kind of my purpose. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that, your motivation, but before I do that, do you get recognized on the street sometimes? I do. I do. Um, Is that I've been recognized. I'm not trying to show off. I'm just telling you what's happened. I've been recognized all over the world. Actually. Is that wild when somebody goes, Oh my God, are you trip advice? Yeah. They go, are you <laughs> trip advice? They go trip. I'm like, what's up, man? Like, so yeah, I know it's weird. It, it, it's happened uh, when I'm traveling or it's funny because it hasn't happened in a while, but I haven't also left my house. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It feels awesome. I it mean, does. who doesn't want that? You know, it's just like, it just means that 
people are watching your stuff and you get to connect with the guy who has been watching it and lives halfway across the world. Like it's just, it's crazy what the internet has allowed us to do. Right. It is crazy. I was, I went on a Romanian book tour. I went on a book tour in Romania and I was in this little town in Romania. I, I don't even know where I was. It was like out in the country. And, uh, Somebody brought the guy didn't even speak English, but somebody brought him up to me and said, he, you know, he's been watching your videos for two years. And I was like, Wait, what? I was just completely confused me. I mean, my platform is far smaller than yours. But yeah, apparently this his priest sent him a video of mine uh, a couple of years ago. And he's like, I've been watching all your videos ever since for the last two years. It just blew my mind. But yeah, it is pretty neat. So what is your motivation for doing this? Why did you why did you start? You would say you want to help people. How do you? you know, how do you view that you're helping them because of what you went through with not having success with women? Now you're helping men. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But it goes even deeper than that because I feel I even work with guys who had far more pain than I did. Mm. You know, guys who were just extremely lonely, extremely shy, had no idea how to meet any women. And if we want to go even farther down uh, or far, far across the spectrum, even guys who told me that they were on the brink of suicide wow. before they found this advice. And it was just, I mean, it doesn't shock me, but of course, when you hear that, it is shocking, right? It's like, sure. oh, you know, there are people out there who are really feeling a lot of pain behind the fact that they're not able to meet women and connect with people and have social anxiety or have no friends and, and just have no idea how to start or what it looks like, or they just don't feel worthy in general. And to not feel worthy of someone else's affection or love as a, as a human being is it's pretty tough. It's a yeah. tough thing to go through. We're social beings. We are social animals. We are meant to be around people. With The minute we're born, we are being coddled by our parents. So it's, uh, it's hard to go through life without having people around or someone to feel loved by and then this destroys your confidence in yourself so then you start just seeking love and affection because you don't like yourself and it becomes this you know external validation seeking downward spiral so it gets really uh, tricky and there's a lot of guys out there that are just frustrated and I have been hopefully one of the people in their lives to help them with this and get them to the point where they are feeling more confident in themselves, building self-esteem and having a dating life that, that they want. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned lacking help, having confidence or I don't remember how you phrased it, whether it was self-love or confidence. And um, I, I'm pretty, Same idea. yeah, I'm pretty open about, so like from the time I hit puberty, I was girl crazy. Like, and I feel like looking back on it, uh, it was some insecurity or something. You know, my dad wasn't ever in the same state. We moved around a lot. We were poor. And I think that I, I somewhere in deep, deep in my mind, I think I, th I thought that if I was good with women, that that would kind of validate me as being a man. I remember like one of my favorite movies as a teenager was the pickup artist by Robert with Robert Downey Jr. You remember that? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. I love that movie. I was seeing it like probably 10 times. And so I just was like, I would go to the malls and, you know, try to get girls numbers and started having sex probably like, I was 16 years old, but I had a lot of sex after that. I started a little late, but I had a lot of sex, a lot of one night stands. And I, I look back and I'm like, where did all that come from? Because it was more than just being horny. It was like, because a lot of times I'd have sex, I'd conquer the, conquer the woman, I guess, if, you know, for lack of a better term. And then I would just be over it. I'd be like, ready for the next one. And it was this 
this cycle of wondering like, why am I, what am I doing? Why am I expending all this energy, but not knowing what to really to do about it, just still having the same, uh, you know, drive for always this new experience. And I just, I guess I, my question to you would be, do you ever worry that men are going to take the things they learn from you and, you know, go out and just abuse the, these powers or these techniques? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I do worry about that. And I don't, think I have the power to stop everyone from going down that rabbit hole, but I attempt to. Yeah. And I try to tell as many men as possible. And you know, it's not my core message. It's not like I say it in every single video, right? But sure. I do bring it up a lot in terms of the idea of seeking validation through that point. The right. thing is, is the guys that seek me out and the guys that need help, they're not even at that stage, it's going right. to take them so much work to get there. It's yeah. like not even a reality. It's like that's the last of their problems. You're just trying to help them get one girl. <laughs> yeah, like, let's get one number. Right. Sure. We'll even take it further, further back. Let's get, let's go up to one girl and say hello. Right. You know, and, and then, and then go from there. But yeah, uh, it is, it is a concern for sure, which is why I do bring it up. And I do talk about, external validation and the fact where guys are going out there, they're meeting women and they feel, so when I talk about it, I talk about in the sense of like guys will go and do approaches and they'll talk to women or they're going on a date and they feel good when she reacts good. Uh, I don't know. Good, positively. She, yeah. Positively. Yeah. When sure. it's a positive reaction. Very yeah. Good. So when it's a positive reaction, they feel good. When it's a negative reaction, they feel bad. Right. Right. And I, I try to train them from the very beginning is like, we need to become what's called reaction proof. Mm -hmm. I tell them like, we got to come become reaction proof. Don't worry about what they think of you focus on what you think of you. Yeah. If the girl's not interested in you, that's not shame on you. You know, it's just, she's not interested. Right. And then the other way around too, I also say just cause she reacts really positive to you, that shouldn't matter either, because if you're going to focus on that, then you'll end up focusing on the negative. So you can't focus on either. You just got to focus on going out there, meeting women, portraying the best version of yourself possible. If it's a match, awesome. If it's not, oh, well. And at the end of the day, come back to yourself as remembering that, hey, I'm a high value guy. I like myself. Here's the reasons why, right? I, I try not to do any kind of... Um, I don't know. Tell I'm at a loss for words today. It's affirmations been, long, it's been a or, long afternoon. Yeah, like affirmations are like woo-woo stuff of like, yeah. you're amazing because you just are. That doesn't help. Okay. Yeah. So I tried to get them to build confidence through competence. It's like, okay, going out and meeting women and having the the skill in itself will build confidence. Mm -hmm. Looking at what have you accomplished so far in your life? What do you do? What have you uh who are your friends? How do you treat people? Who's your family? What are the hobbies and skills that you have in general? We look at all those things to try to remember, hey, you are a cool guy. Yeah. You, are, you are awesome. You do have things going for you. Love it. So that's what I, I try to preach as much as possible to build that core confidence. And instead of trying to go down the external validation downward spiral. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in many ways, you're kind of like the real life hitch, I'm guessing. That, that's I mean, I'm sure you've heard that probably a million times. Yeah, I 
yes, I am. It's just funny if you're like, if you remember the movie, he actually does something completely opposite that I do. He does the movie version. So the movie version of Hitch is, which is far more interesting for sure as a movie, is um, he'll guys hire him to help get that one girl that they like. Right. And I do that like 5% of the time. Okay, like once in a while, a guy hires me and he goes, okay, there's this one girl, I'm in the friend zone, I really like her, like what can I do? And then I'll be like, I'll tell him the same spiel. I go, listen, because I, I run a coaching practice, right? So he'll, sure. he'll want to do coaching with me. And I'll say, there's no guarantees here. And I even go, it's probably not going to happen. So I'm like unselling myself to him. I'm yeah, like, yeah. To warn you, I'm like, I can help you. I'll give you the best method to try to do this, but just know that it probably won't work, but I'll give you the best chance of it happening. So I do work with some guys with that. That's what Hitch does. Like I'd love guys, to hear I, that I, advice if it's quick, if it's quick. Is it something the advice? Oh yeah. Best? So yeah, the quick advice is, well, it depends, right? The situation is either they've never asked her out yet. So we got to get him to make the move and ask her out. Right. Or um, it's, like this kind of in-between situation where like they have had sex or they are dating and they have right things going on, but she's like, here, I'll just tell you one of my clients. Okay. So <laughs> I have a guy I'm working with and without giving any names away or information, let's just say that he's dating a girl who's in an open relationship. So she has a primary mm. and she's also dating him primary guy is well aware of what's going on so that's all good so no he's cheating. not the primary he's not the primary and, and but those two they hang out all the time and they sleep together and they're basically boyfriend and girlfriend right but she says to him i can't leave my primary to be with you even though she barely has a relationship with him. according to him sure she barely has a relationship with the primary so we've been working on that and I'm like just forcing him to be like, you got to give her an ultimatum. Yeah. You're like, this is one of those situations where ultimatums are totally fine. In my opinion, right. it's Absolutely. like, it's like, yeah, like, listen, either you want him or you want me. I need to find a woman that's a match. So if you're not interested, then I need to go. But the amount of pushing I need to do to get him to do that is a lot. So yeah. that's, that's one example. Yeah. You got to grow a set. I mean, you have to be willing to go. I, I mean, I've done this before with women where you have to be willing to put all your chips in. And, and if you lose it, you lose it. It's, it's scary because you don't want to lose it. You, you want that person more than anything in the world. But you can know that you'll, you'll never have it unless you go all in because they won't respect it. They won't respect you. And I see a lot of people, they, what they fear happening ends up happening because they, they don't do the thing they need to do because of fear. So, you, you know, like it's super hard. You have to have like a real strong will in order to do it. You do. And you got to stop putting women on a pedestal also. Yeah. So that's what these guys are doing is they're, they're, they're looking at the world very small and they're saying, okay, this girl has everything. She is the one, she is special. And they'll do that to a woman who hasn't even showed any interest in him beyond a friendship. Yeah. You know, and and these guys just fall, you know, like in love with the girl that doesn't love them back. So I have to get them out of that mindset and to realize, first of all, one of the main qu 
qualities you should be looking for in a woman is a woman who likes you back. Right. It's like step one. And if we don't get past there, you should just, it's done. Like kill it. Like yeah, no technique is going to work. That's what I was wanted to ask you because talk, people talk about like, I don't want to play games and I'm like, well, I don't want to play games either, but there is a certain point where it gets, it, you, you know, like you have to play by some rules in order just to give yourself a chance to see if there's any thing there. You know, do you know what I mean? Like if, you, for example, if you were to ask, like, come on too strong, you might scare away and you never have a chance to see right. if there's any, anything, but at some point the games are going away. You're coming out, whoever your real person is and whoever their real person is, is going to come out and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. It's go time. And no techniques are going to help that. Right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, the guys who come to me, they're past that point. It's like, now we need to ask her out. There's yeah. nothing else you could really do. You know, um, I had one guy who was in the friend zone so deep. We're talking like two years deep where this, this girl just wouldn't, she, she was very close. They were very close. She texted him all the time. They'd hang out all the time. And he would always be like, I like you. And she'd be like, I don't like you like that. I like you as a friend. And then he would do it again. And, you know, but then I will say this, I don't like to try to play victim here. You know, um, in this case, I do think that she was leading him on, but it's not her fault. I always put the blame on the person, whoever I'm helping. So I tell the guy, it's like, listen, you're allowing this to happen. You know, and he thinks that there's something you could do to get her to like you when really the thing you're already doing now is what's making her not want to be with you because you're acting needy and desperate and, you know, all these other various things, but it's, yeah. uh, it's sad. And I tell guys like, you got to stop wasting time for women that aren't interested in you. Yeah. You had a lot of success stories, a lot of marriages, guys that you work with. It's funny. I just got a text yesterday. Want me to read it to you? Yeah, sure. Okay, hold on. Let's see here from a client. Last night, 939. Hey, buddy, just wanted to let you know how thankful I am for your help. Can't be happier. And a big part of that is, is to you. If you ever need a success story for anything, let me know. Then below, he sends a picture of the um, CAD drawing of the ring. And then he says, picking up this guy tomorrow and asking next Saturday. That's awesome, man. And that's I was so just like, amazing. Yeah, that's what we should, you know, we're both playing for the same team for that, you know, because I would grow up in a single parent home and it's, it's hard, you know, for, for, it was hard for me. It was hard for my mom, you know, like it would have been way better if we would have had two parents and I'm sharing the burden. And, uh, you know, that's something that I would like to see as, as more people actually find love, real love and, uh, be able to stay together. So have you, um, and I, I know you probably can't tell me any names, but have you ever worked with any celebrities? Um, I don't, mm, I haven't worked with any celebrities that people might know, but I've worked with some very high level clientele, um, people who are, let's say maybe big in their niche. Sure. We're like an everyday person. If I asked, if I went up to someone on the street and said, you know, who Brad Pitt is, they'd be like, yeah. But if I went up to someone and said this name, they'd be like, huh? but they're big in their niche for the things that they've accomplished. Right. So people know them in that niche. Sure. Got, got, gotcha. Yeah. So now, I worked with plenty of people in that realm. What about women? Have you ever had any females as clients? No, no, I don't work with women. Uh, I just, 
it, it's more of a business gotcha. reason than anything. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. It's, it's just that like, I feel I still have a lot of work to do with helping men and building this side of the business. So if I suddenly switch to women, then it's going to take away from what I'm building here. Understood. So that's kind of one thing. And also I don't really, I think I could eventually, but I don't really have the understanding a hundred percent. Like I feel like I do with men. Yeah. It's different for sure. You know? So I feel like I could give some general advice to a woman. Sure. But none to the low, to the degree I can with a guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a coaching program for women. It's probably, you do. yeah, it's probably different than yours, but it, you know, what I find is there's, there's a lot of women out there that want to meet men and they're, you know, struggling in a different kind of way, maybe, mm -hmm. but it, it's crazy to me, you know, like even myself, if I go out, you know, and I'm fairly confident, I think, but there's still some fear of like, I'll see a hot girl or, you know, attractive female. And there's something there that keeps you away. It's almost like we're, we're almost like scared of each other, men and women. And all of us want to meet each other. Like women want to meet men, men want to meet women, but there's something that blocks the way. What is it just fear of rejection? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, I think it's that's the probably the biggest thing, fear of yeah. rejection. And I think a big misunderstanding yeah. about how men and women understand each other and feel about each other and understand how attraction works. And and I think that society has hurt us a little bit in trying to help us understand the opposite sex. So it's just been it's been tough and I think it's getting worse unless you find maybe someone like yourself or me or any other kind of coach out there that can help you organize some of the ideas. Hmm. You're right. It is a lack of understanding because there's something for me, there's something very mysterious about the opposite sex. You know, Still? Some, I, I, what's that? Still? Oh yeah, definitely. There's something mysterious about females. I don't know, you know, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a common thing. You know, that's what it keeps us keeps us from just being super aggressive, I think, is like, we're a little like, you know, unsure anyway. Well, I've been, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm, I think I have a great understanding, but I feel like I'm always learning something new every year. I don't feel like I always know, you know, a hundred percent of, of, well, of anything, but even this, like the thing that I talk about all the time, still learning, still understanding, still wrapping yeah. my head around it. What's the best quality for a man to polish to find a relationship other than looks or physique? Would you say? Um, I would say a couple of things. First of all, knowing what he wants in a woman to know who's a good match for him. I call them non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. So I have him come up with three non-negotiables, three things that are really important for him to have in a relationship. And it's funny. I think it's funny because I'll say this to a guy and he'll say things and I'll be like, well, no, that's not really non-negotiable. That's more of like a default. Okay. So for example, he'll <laughs> say legs. to me like, what'd you say? <laughs> Two legs. Right. <laughs> a little bit more than that, but that more like behaviors, right? He'll say like, I want her to like really respect me or um, I want her to uh, be really nurturing and caring. And I'm just like, yeah, totally. I don't think that should be a non-negotiable. That's just like par for the course. Yeah, that's par for the course. She needs that needs to happen. Like 
pick, pick again, you know? And so when I say non-negotiable, I just mean like, do you want someone who's a similar religion to you, political beliefs, someone who's really interested in a specific hobby? Do you want a woman who's um, really good with, uh, or who really wants children that, that usually I kind of like make sure they have that as one of their non-negotiables, either the one that the non-negotiable should be something about children, right? Whether they want them or not want them. And so, yeah, children, um, any other kind of, of quality or characteristic that would be a good match for them, but yeah. not the defaults or like someone like, you know, guys like, Oh, I just don't want her to be like a really big, like drug user. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's probably default. I mean, there yeah. is something there though. I will say like, if a guy's like, I'm really into like smoking weed and I really want a weed smoker. Okay. That's, that sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fine. Sure. Um, but it's like, yeah, like some of those things, like I, I want her to have, I want her to, um, I want her to totally support what I do for a living. It's like, no it, default. Yeah. She better. Yeah. She better or this is not going to work. Like right? trustworthy. I mean, yeah. yeah trustworthy. <laughs> right. I totally get it. Oh, I want, I want someone that likes my parents. I mean, again, that's kind of has to be, has to be there. Right. So I, I like the non-negotiables. Actually, I, I recommend people do that too. Uh, w- women that I've worked with and I, I have some of my own, but I, I'm not so married to a list um, because I think a list can kind of. Uh, so, for example, my first girlfriend, I was I was with a girl for five years and I was not in love. And I stayed in the relationship longer because I kept trying to convince myself that she had all the points on my checklist, you know, which I didn't really even have one. But I was like, you know, she's trustworthy. She's good with kids. So like I went down the list. And but at the end of the day, my heart never really felt it. My head was trying to convince my heart to feel something. So I often tell people like it's not bad to have a list, but don't be married to the list because they can, you know, you might say I want somebody that's six feet tall. Let's say you're a woman. You would say I want somebody, a man that's six feet tall. And then you meet a guy that's five ten. You know, and then you, because he's not, he didn't hit that point in your list, you miss what could have been a great relationship. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So what I find is guys, the reason why there should be a list is because what guys end up doing is they, they fall on the side where they're just all about looks. Yeah. So they will totally look over non-negotiables, defaults, red flags, all that stuff. And they'll just be like, but trip, she's like really hot. She's like, I'm like so attracted to her, all this stuff. And it's like, well, you might get into a relationship with a woman who is really a bad fit for you. And it's not going to, it's going to, it's not going to work in the long run. So you have to have that list. I think that the list is there to kind of tame you, you know, cause I think that, yeah, the list shouldn't be the, the Bible there. You know, right. it's like, you should also for sure, I guess we can call it a default if you want, like have a connection with them. Like there is like a vibe there. Like you are attracted to them. Great. You guys get along. You're attracted to just like their energy and their persona. And there's just like a click. Great. But that while that's all fine and dandy, if she doesn't meet those non-negotiables, you're screwed. Right. You know, I'm working with a client right now. I love his non-negotiables. We worked on them for a while. So his non-negotiables are he wants someone who um, is moderate to leans right politically. He wants someone who wants kids and wants someone who's um, not religious. So 
but we got to be careful with it, right? Because it's like, oh, there's, how do we know for sure, right? So we, it's pretty easy to know if they're moderate to far right, you can just ask that question. But then there's like religious, like, well, you know, what if she goes to church once a, a year? Is that religious? Is it not religious? Are you really going to throw away uh, a potential candidate just because she goes to church once a year? That seems a little bit like you're being a little too picky. So we had to kind of figure out, like, because we don't want to make the pool too small. Yeah. Right? You make the yep. pool too small. That's why there's only three, by the way. That's the whole right. reason behind three is is you don't want to make your pool too small, but you can potentially make it really small with, with those three. So you yeah. got to be careful. So we basically figured out, it's like, okay, she has to want kids. She has to, um, and because, oh yeah. So he actually started with, he wants someone who's more conservative, but it's like, do you want that? Or like, isn't it, is it cool if she's moderate? Like, are you cool? Like if she's just like not affiliated and he was like, yeah, I guess that's fine. Okay, cool. So just moderate to write that category. Fine. And then with the religion thing, we were just going through it. It's like, okay, so you just want an atheist. That might be really hard to find. Can we open that up a little bit? Okay. She goes to church every week. Okay. That's a little too religious for him because he's an atheist. Okay. Um, why don't we just do, what about once a month? Mm, that seems like she may be still kind of religious. What if she goes like once or twice a year? You know what? That's probably fine. She's probably not so religious to the point where they won't, you know, butt heads. Sure. So that's, that's kind of where, where we came to with, with him. And then I have other people. It's like, okay, she has to be Christian. She has to be religious. She has to be Jewish. How do we know? How will we know? You know, how we know that she's doing those things. And then would be the opposite. She does go to church once a month. Cool. Yeah. And you know, someone is into their religion it's and great. so on and so forth. Oh, it's great. Cause it really helps the person stand out. You know, automatically you're looking mm -hmm. at somebody and you're asking yourself them three, those three questions to see if they even qualify. Well, cause if you have non-negotiables, but you don't figure out, if you don't figure out they have it, what's the point of a non-negotiable? Yes. So you have to get down to the practical, tangible root of what it is. If you're like, oh, she's like, really, I'm trying to think of, let me think of one that's kind of vague. Um, okay. So yeah, if you're like, she's really, she's really athletic. Right. It's like, well, okay. What if like you're hanging out and I don't know, is it, are you going to see it? Maybe not. Okay. So how do you know? Well, you'd have to figure out, you can't ask someone. So are you athletic? They're going to be like, I guess, <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you know that? What, what evidence supports the non-negotiable? So for that, I might say they go, they work out. Well, how often do they work out? Is it once a year? Is it once a month? So we're back to that kind of thing. And then it's like, okay, yeah. Athletic would be someone who, or someone into fitness would be someone who at least works out once a week. Yeah. You know, so you got to have that. So, you know, that's proof and the, that they pass the non-negotiable. This is great advice for anybody, you know, just listen totally. to it. Honestly, women too. Women should have this too. Yes. Yeah. Have some non-negotiables and be specific about them. I've been doing, I mean, I had some of my, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know what? Some of my non-negotiables have been vague. One of them was physical. I have to be physically attracted to her. Loves Jesus, physically attractive. That was two of my big things, but physically attractive is too vague. You know, it's to be a non-negotiable. That, that I, I don't think, Rob, you're not going to go on a date with anyone you're not physically attracted right, to. Right. Exactly. So I'll call that, I would call that default. Yeah. Default. Exactly. But I do, you know, I have dismissed people or, you know, uh, at least mentally where I was like, their, their political views weren't the same as mine. And I'm like, no, we would never get along. We're going to see the world completely different. 
And you hear about people in relationships, whether it's like you said, religious differences or political differences, where like maybe one person's Jewish and the other person's a Christian, and they, you know, they went to different churches. Uh, you know, one person went one way on Sunday, the other person went the other way, or well, I guess if Jewish would be Saturday. But you get the point. Where there, one person's a Catholic, the other person's a Baptist, and the kids were, you know, one was raised in Catholic schools, and they were, it's just a weird dynamic. So I think. I do think it's very smart to have this all figured out before you enter the dating world. I totally. think it's such good advice. Totally. Now, what were yours? Do you mind me asking? Because you're now engaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll still tell you mine. I might, I might have potentially changed mine now, but I still like them. So mine were, um, okay. So I'll tell you what they were and then I'll tell you like evidence to support it. So one was she enthusiastically wants kids. Cause I want someone who wants to be a mom. Cause I just feel like if you really want to be a mom, you'll probably be a good mom. Right. Versus right. someone who's like, I guess. Yeah, I'll whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, so enthusiastically wants kids. Uh, the next one was physically fit. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped with also like attraction. And also I want someone who's just into health, I, you know, yep. um, and the one, so the thing that, okay, I'll, I'll go to the next one. The next one was, was good with finances. Mm. Okay. Like so wants kids, enthusiastically wants kids that's just a quick question like is, is some is kids something you want and then they'll they'll tell you um the physically fit same idea you know do you work out are you active do you do anything active and how often are you doing it and then financially this one was got tough for a little bit i was like well because i was in relationships where i was with women who were not financially responsible and that was a big turnoff to me but also and by the way it's i'm being more specific it's not that you make a lot of money. It's that you're financially responsible. I don't sure. care how much money you make. You can make $30,000 a year, you know, on the very lower end of things, but I want you to be responsible with that. So right. I was thinking, well, what's evidence of financially responsible? And the thing I com- could come up with was credit card debt. I think credit card debt is a pretty good indicator of financial responsibility and specifically credit card debt, right? Not like car loan, home loan, student loan. Like that's not irresponsible. That's yeah, pretty normal. So I thought, well, there's a lot to credit card debt. You could be $30,000 in credit card debt. You could be $10 in credit card debt. So I'd, in my head, I just have to figure out where's my line of what says to me financially responsible. Again, this is specific to me. You know, I might say this out loud and someone say like, that's not, they don't agree. That's fine. That's for them. But right. I need to figure out what works for me. Absolutely. So for me, my line was $2,000, right? I thought if you're, more than $2,000 in credit card debt, mm, something's wrong here, mm-hmm. okay? And if less, things are probably fine. So right. that those were non-negotiable. So I actually had to have dates where I asked girls if they were in debt. That's what and, I was wondering. I was like, how are you finding this information out? So you're like sitting down like interviewing them. <laughs> Kinda, I mean, not, I made it smoother than that, you know? Yeah. I wasn't like, so what's your credit score? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> I was just kind of like, We'd talk and it would just kind of get to that place. I'd be like, so I'm curious, like, what, what are you looking for in a guy? And they'd be like, I'm looking for this, this, this. And of course, what happens when you ask that question? They reciprocate. What are you looking for in a woman? I'd be like, well, I'll be honest with you. I actually have a few things that I'm, I'm very specific about. Do you want to hear them? And they'd be like, yeah, let's go. So I would just tell them. And I'd be like, how's that fit with you? And most of the time, the girls would be like, Oh, no, no. Yeah. I'm not in any debt. Nope. You see their face fall as you tell them of the credit card debt. Yeah. I never had anyone say to me that they were. So I had pretty good experiences with it. But the thing about it is I don't care. They react right. bad. If I was in my head, I'm like, if they react bad to that, 
probably means they're in debt. It's all now, sure. And if they react good to it, probably means that they're proud and great. Then it's a match. So, um, so those were mine. Yeah. Did you put now? Would you suggest people put their non-negotiables like on their dating profiles or just like? So this is a question I get from women regularly because uh, you know I'm, I'm big yeah. and you know big advocate of waiting until marriage to have sex. I think it's the smartest decision you can do to make sure you don't drift into a relationship with the wrong person. So women will ask me, they're like, well, when should I tell the man? I used to believe, I'm like, well, tell him up front, even before you go on a date with him, you put him on your dating profile. Now I've kind of backed away from that. And I think maybe somewhere between dates one and three, kind of give them a taste of you and see if you're someone that's worth waiting for. I think that's probably a smarter decision. What do you recommend people with these non-negotiables? Do you say that, you know, put it out early so that you don't waste time on these people? Do you, do you put it on your dating profile so you don't even go on one date with the person? Depends what they are. Yeah. I wish I could be, I, I wish I was a little bit more black and white with this, but I think it, de- it just depends. I think most you can. So for right. you, Rob, I would say for sure, like you put in your profile that you're a Jesus lover. Right. So I would put, you know, I have a whatever, whatever however you want to say, it. I have a strong relationship with Jesus. So it's kind of a interest. It's kind of a smoother way of putting it instead of being like, I'm looking for someone who loves Jesus. You're just saying what you like. And clearly if the girl is not into Jesus, Christianity, what Catholicism, whatever, she'll swipe left. Sure. Perfect. You just saved yourself. Said No, it saves you a lot of time. So something like that, I would abstinence. I don't know that. That is one that I feel like you might end up losing more women up front where you'd want to make that pool a little bit bigger so they can like get on the day with you and get to know you. Like, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a rare occurrence that they might be making up things in their head and not know that Rob is a really cool guy and there's specific reasons for it. You know, it's crazy though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And you, you get so much and you might not know this because you maybe because you haven't, I don't know if you've ever done it actually. I'm just making assumptions, but like when, when I have so many more options to date, like, quality women since i've started like they they're they're intrigued by it you know there's something so you have put it on your profile well no i don't i don't i've never done done all my dating but but i'm pretty out there in the open about it you know it's all you know to make a lot of videos and stuff about it and it it seems like it attracts women more because i think you know they view you as husband material at that point versus just a fuck boy you know so i don't know i just wanted to yeah well i think in that case it's like they're probably hearing that from you. They're seeing a video of, of you, right? Or like a podcast or something. And they're probably getting, they're picking up more. They're like becoming attracted to you, you know, or interested in that for that plus other things. Yeah. But reading it on a profile, again, this is just a hunch. Yeah, you know? yeah, It's something to test. But my hunch is like just seeing that as words in a profile might have a woman just be like, maybe not. Yeah, sure. Even though she might be okay with that. If you didn't say it in your profile, but you met in person and said it. Right. Yeah. Got it. Just, that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. So did you use any of your techniques on your fiance before, you know, before you wife, wife her up? I love like that, that you said techniques. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's even the right term. That could be really now, offensive. I'm it, sorry if that was. No, no, not at all. I mean, I do have, I guess you can call them like techniques and things like that. It's more like how to be comfortable in front of women. Mm-hmm. and techniques to make yourself more comfortable in front of women and understanding how to uh, build attraction through kind of your behavior 
um, than it is like maybe certain words that you might say or like a little move, you know, even though it's funny because like there's gonna be people go to my YouTube channel and go, there's all these techniques and secrets and moves, like all that stuff there. And that's just heavy marketing. But at the end of the day, it's really teaching guys to be comfortable in front of women so that they can be more open, be more themselves, and then be more charismatic through that. So sometimes yeah. it takes, you know, just putting yourself out there and approaching as many women and talking to as many women as possible to be confident. So with my fiance, I feel like I has, have been building that over the years and have been secure in who I am and feel like whenever I'm talking to a woman that I'm not putting them on a pedestal and feel like I'm talking to an equal rather than someone who's above me. Sure. Which is what most guys don't think of. And I was like that too. I would put women above me. Yeah. I'm like she's beautiful. She's this, she's that. Like I find one quality. I know guys will relate to this. Like sometimes you would just focus on one. You're like this one's so good. You know, this one little quality that they have because it's special to you, whatever. And then you put, you just raise them up. And then what could happen from there is you get, you make yourself really nervous. You don't come off confident. Right. And you're not able to be confident and charismatic and all those good things. So, yeah. so yeah. I yeah. When I mean, uh, I tell people a lot of times, uh, I think I probably was the most successful with women when I was just, I was completely aloof. You know, there was, it was when I was promoting, I was not advocating for this lifestyle, but I was really sexually active at the time. And, and I guess there was just, I was just so out there. I just didn't really care about anyone in particular. And that I made women now they were probably very broken in all honesty a lot of these women because they were attracted to, to that you not caring you know and I, I a lot of times i think you know as humans we're we retreat we pursue what retreats from us you know like i think mm -hmm. a lot of people i think a lot of people have never been in love for real like I, I've never been in love. I, I, I talk about that pretty regularly, but I think a lot of people out there have, have never been in love. They've just been infatuated with the other person and the other person was retreating from them and they were pursuing them and it made them kind of crazy mm -hmm. and they had these strong feelings and it wasn't real love because I think it takes two people to be in love. Like I could be in love with Angelina Jolie, but she don't know <laughs> who the hell I am. You know, like, so is that love? Is that love? Right. So I don't think, you know, somebody will say, well, I was in love with this person, but then he cheated on me multiple times. I guess it's possible, but I don't think that that was love. I think that, that he was less emotionally invested as you than you are. And you were, it made you crazy and you felt these strong feelings, but it was never really love. That's just yeah. infatuation. Is it, do you believe that? I, I agree with all that. Yeah. yeah. I'm on board for all that. I think that to me, love is like a cocktail. It's a mixture of, of different things. It's not just one thing. So it is infatuation. If you're not infatuated, I don't know what's going on there, right? So there has to be some infatuation, but mutual, right? Well, you, yeah, yes, between two people. I, I, um, well, I'm gonna get to the second part, which sure, means, sure. which which kind of identifies that you have to have another person there too, mm -hmm. and you know, and instead of having a Angelina Jolie one-sided <laughs> thing, so I would say it's infatuation, which in that bubble is like lust and sexual desire and attraction and all those things that you have for a person. And then there's acceptance of like, do you really acceptance? And like a cousin of that is like respect. Cause I think they're kind of related. 
but still should be mentioned separately. It's like you accept the person for who they are. You're not trying to like change them. And cause that's, I don't know, that seems to me like the biggest thing of love is like, you love all the things about them, the things that are good, the things that are uh, bad or whatever you want to call it. Right. Just, you love all the parts about them, but then also you respect them. So you have respect for who they are, the decisions that they've, they are making or the decisions that they are uh, trying to make. Right. So respect, infatuation, acceptance, and then maybe if I had to add one more thing and I would say like kind of back to the non-negotiables, I don't know if that's what makes you fall in love with someone, but I guess that's more like the pathway to fall in love with them. It's like, yeah. oh, great. Like you have the connection there too. Right. They also love Jesus. They also are into being physically fit. They right. also are whatever it is, you know? Um, so kind of like all that combined seems to me of like, in, in, in my experience of what love truly is or at least you got the you materials yeah like at least you got the raw materials for a successful relationship it sounds like right that's a start right so do you with your fiance do you still use i don't i don't, for, I don't know what to call it besides techniques but do you still use these things on her like well, i've saw like some of your videos with like you know how to cuddle a girl or how to text them back and, i don't even think about it yeah. It's like, I don't even think about, it's just like, I'm just doing the things that I do and right. who, who I am, you know, and but different, different than you did before you, you learned them, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think it was just building the confidence over the years mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm also like 36. So I don't think any guys were that confident in their twenties. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what's going on. Sure. You don't, you don't have a handle on the world. And maybe, you know, some 50 year olds are watching and going, neither do you, pal, you're 36, you know, <laughs> nothing, but at least I'd know that I feel more in tune with who I am and what I want as a 36 year old versus being, you know, that 22 year old, just completely lost, but also just feeling like I didn't have a lot of experiences with uh, women when I was much younger. So building myself up to that point. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, there's also like, you know, if you want to call them techniques or things like that, but things, yeah, sure. Things you got to do to keep the excitement alive in a relationship. You got to be doing different things and you got to be making sure that you're, you know, going on trips and trying not too hard to get into a routine and, and all those things. So yeah, doing all that as best as I can for sure. Has a girl ever called you out on using uh, a pickup artist technique? Oh yeah. When I didn't know what I was doing for sure. (laughs) How'd that work out? Way before I was a coach terrible you know you kind of catch something on the internet and you catch a line and you're like oh i'll use that and then you use it and then the girl's like is that a pickup thing and you're like this is supposed to go the exact opposite of what just happened right now you know like, that's hilarious instead of you calling me out you're supposed to like me that's what the internet said you know <laughs> that's well what's what's the longest client you've ever had mm, i've been working on and off with a guy for eight years Wow. On and off. Sure. On and off. So like he'll get into a relationship. He's gotten multiple girlfriends throughout the years and, and we'll just kind of come back and forth and, and work on stuff together. And then I'll take on clients sometimes where they'll sign up for a year long package. So I have a couple of guys I'm working with now who are in the year long package. And, but most people I work with anywhere from six to 12 weeks. And is it, is it a lot of one-on-one or is there like 
lessons that they go through, exercises that they do. All, all the above. So they get access to my members area where there are lessons teaching them about female psychology and attraction and masculinity and, mm-hmm. and uh, teaching them uh, confidence and think of all the programs I have. There is a sex mastery course in there, how to be good in the bedroom. Um, there's uh, a pro program called, I call it the Irresistible Academy. So it's 12 months of content that teaches you how to be really, um, really competent in all these different areas of your life, finances, health, networking, charisma, um, fashion. So like all, so they get like all that stuff. And then we do weekly calls and then I kind of guide them and curate coaching based on their needs Mm-hmm. and what their situation is. That's good. Very personalized, it sounds like. Very personalized, yeah. I want to introduce you to, uh, if you want to meet him, the guy that wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, John Gray. John Gray. Yeah, Do you, have you interviewed him? I would love to. If you wanted yeah. to introduce me, that would be an honor. Absolutely. I had him on uh, about two months ago, and he's wild, dude. He talk, He knows a lot about sexual mastery. You want, you know, I, didn't re- I don't know if I ever read the book, to be honest. But I read part of it a long time ago. Yeah, I think I might have read part of it in like the 90s or something. But he was talking about these sexual techniques and he was he he was funny. He was funny as hell. He was talking about how you can put a brick between your legs and how, you know, to make a woman orgasm over and over. And you can just he was like talking about, you know, having sex with his wife for hours at a time and how to not ejaculate. And it was it was a very good conversation. It was very funny. But yeah, you he'd be great for you. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I would love it. I would love an introduction. Yeah. I'll do that today. Cool. So what are you excited about? What's the future hold for trip advice? Oh man, the future hold for trip advice. I mean, the, the idea is to spread the word as much as possible, right? So continue to build my YouTube channel to continue to build my podcast. Um, there, I just released a new online dating course for men. So that was a new program. I don't release new programs too often, maybe every couple of years. So promoting that, getting that out there and, and that's it. Just kind of seeing what other opportunities come my way in addition to just keep on being relevant and helping guys who find me across, you know, social media and the internet and, and all that good stuff. So just getting in touch with as, as many guys as I can that need the help that I help with. That's awesome. So that's a good segue. Tell people where they can find you. You want to, give them your social media handles and your podcast. Totally. Yeah. Anything you want. If you want to find like everything about me, just you can Google trip advice with two P's. Um, my website's called tripadvice.com. All my handles are trip advice. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you might want to go and check out how to talk to girls. That's the name of my podcast. If you're interested in, in seeing all the fun techniques I have. <laughs> and um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel called trip advice. You can check out the videos there. Awesome, man. Well, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Rob, thanks for having me. It was a great conversation and and always fun to be talking to someone, even though we're, you know, on different paths and teach two different things. uh, There is peace in the world. Absolutely. We're both we're both going for the same result. We want to see people find love and, you know, be happy and and marriages. So that's what counts. Absolutely. Okay. have a great, great night. Thanks, man.